Hi, I'm starting a new podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Freestyle Thoughts, a dance podcast. I'm your host, Anna, and I, you know what? I'm a casual dancer, and I wanted to talk about something that I've been enjoying um, and doing for a long time. And so here we are. <laughs> so a little bit of background on me. <laughs> I've been dancing since I was a kid fairly regularly. And so I kind of wanted to use this podcast as a chance to talk about dance and dance related things and media that will make more sense later. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm kind of doing this like casually. So you know what? If, if I'm doing well, we'll see if I can have some of my friends on because I have some topics I want to talk about that would be fun with them. But um, you know what? We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for me right now. <laughs> uh, I'm doing this for fun. Uh, that being said, I am not sure how regular this is going to be. I'm probably going to just be recording when I feel like it is the right time. But for right now, you know, I wanted to give a little bit of introduction about myself and just so that we all kind of know where we are starting from in terms of me. Because <laughs> if you choose to listen, you are stuck with me one way or another. <laughs> so as I've mentioned before, I am a non-professional dancer. I've been uh, trained, if one may say, primarily in Chinese dance, but I've got some experience experience in like k-pop hip-hop style oh it's so cringy to say out loud but it's true and you know i've dabbled in salsa and some um latin dance and a little bit of ballroom dance but those were kind of just like for funsies you know i know like the basics like the basic steps for those styles like if 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 someone were to like say, hey, we're going to a salsa dance club. I would be like, okay, I can sort of follow. I can't dance with anyone who like knows their shit. But like I could I could sort of follow, if that makes sense. <laughs> but um, let's, let's focus on this Chinese dance part because I think that's probably the most foreign part of what I said. Um, so to people who don't know, Chinese dance looks... Okay, let me rephrase this. To those who don't know what Chinese dance looks like, like they don't have, like they, they can't close their eyes and like see what a Chinese dance is besides just like, I guess, people of Chinese ethnicity dancing. Um, it is, well, okay, when done with well with proper training, it requires, you know, a decent amount of like ballet basic training. But Chinese dance, like as an umbrella term, can overlap with like, modern contemporary styles also but um it's actually really interesting because um chinese dance then there's like this like more specialized chinese dance styles that tend to correspond with some like ethnic group in china like think like tibetan mongolian dai which i think like are like probably the big three if you will and you know what i'm, I'm not gonna go into it here because i i have so many things i can say but i i'm saving it and I'm, I'm saving it <laughs> but um just know that it's 
sort of like ballet, but and sort of like modern classical sometimes, but it has its own like special little like flair and techniques that are less commonly found in um, those aforementioned styles. So I started doing Chinese dance from a, I don't know, like, okay, so like I've been doing dance general like at age three, right? Because I think most like parents employ, like not employ, sorry, my bad. Most like parents like enroll their kids in like basic like ballet and tap when they're like toddlers, right? But like most kids like grow out of, grow out of that. So I wouldn't say that I've been doing, like I do ballet. Like I've, I've done, quote, I've done ballet in the sense I've had to do it through Chinese dance, but I haven't like done ballet proper. If that makes sense. I, so, and then, you know, for a long time when I was like, really young, I did Chinese dance, but that was like, you know, I think that was like kind of like before the age when like a, um, like a hobby sticks, you know, like, you know, like little boys do like little league baseball, but it doesn't necessarily stick kind of energy. But, um, so after, like, after a break, I actually ended up going back to Chinese dance, um, at the age where like hobbies, and extracurriculars like actually stick so like I think this is I can probably cite this as very specifically as like second grade <laughs> and um I was doing Chinese dance like exclusively as like my dedicated hobby extracurricular until about until like the sixth grade ish um, and then starting in middle school until like like the first week of high school <laughs> I also started doing like kung fu training. Um, it was initially an interesting um, part on like the dance school I was the Chinese dance school I was going to. Um, the reason why I started doing kung fu it was like required supposedly required um, of all the dancers that I was like to like do kung fu because they're primarily like a kung fu school. So they said it would help our um, like dance and you know what I'm not gonna go into it because it's another story for another time but just know that like that was another hobby that stuck so like for a really and like you know what to be honest like the wushu that's like that was like the specific like denomination of uh kung fu I was doing uh training in it you know it did help my, my Chinese dance a lot if only if not only in like regards to like physical strength and like endurance training but um Again, I'll go into it probably another time because it's 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 quite the tale. <laughs> it's quite the handful of years. Um, but yeah, it was kind of around that time where I actually started to commit more seriously to dance despite actually doing these two things. I think like the wushu made me realize that I wanted to like that like it was fun socially, but like if I had no friends in either sphere, I'd rather be doing dance, you know. And um, it was also like around that time that I started doing wushu. That I also started doing like you know solos and small groups apart from like you know like the main the main group dance, you know. But anyways, uh, I stopped doing wushu and I was like in high school, as I said earlier, <laughs> and I refocused like on Chinese dance, which you know continued until I graduated high school. So then going into university, I it was interesting because you know a part of me wanted to continue Chinese dance but you know I knew that it was like a pretty niche area um not a lot of schools had like a group or a club that would that would, I would be able to like join um 
but you know, I also wanted to try something new, maybe something a little bit like less time committee. <laughs> you know, of the many dance teachers I had um, from elementary school to high school, uh, one of my one dance teacher that I think of often, um, her words have always been in the back of my head ever since she told me them. And that was that I could dedicate like myself and train in this niche of Chinese dance as much as I want, but I was going to hit a ceiling, you know? And the best way to improve my Chinese dance was to actually try something else and then come back to it. And up until that point, I always found it super intimidating to go into like the Western dance studios. Like my ballet technique was technically there, but... <laughs> One, like, okay, I only knew the Chinese names of, like, techniques. One. Two, my most traditional ballet technique, like, plays and shit, like, okay, it was, let's just say it was, it was nothing to write home about, and it still is nothing to write home about. <laughs> but, you know, the university is kind of, like, a way to start over, I feel. I feel like a lot of people in universities university they um find new hobbies that's like a chance to find new hobbies and you know what I was going to take advantage of that so the university I was going to attend had a lot of southeast asian dance groups um surprisingly they were really competitive like very interesting um they had your like more classic like modern dance groups when you think of like a dance club you know um they had I think like a one ballroom dance, like then they had like the cheerleading equivalents, okay, but like whatever. And then um, there was this m interesting mix of like, okay, there were some like hip hop groups, but they tended to like overlap with like other groups. So there was like one hip hop South Asian dance dance club. It was very I I loved watching them perform. Different story, but that was like one dance group, okay, and then. There was another dance group that was like hip hop and K-pop and was specifically marketed to like be casual. And I was like, you know what? Interesting. <laughs> so my options were start a club, which like, okay, to me, super intimidating for a matriculating first year um, because there's no Chinese dance for me. Okay. Um, uh, join like one of the modern dance groups but like again not super confident that I would like be like up to par because those were like audition based and not to mention like competitive I was guessing probably toxic because I mean come on we are dancers we tend to be if we want to foster a toxic environment it is so easy and fast to create a toxic environment you know um and it was also just like you know this group was just more time commitment than what I wanted going into university um, or to join this like group that was beginner friendly, but like still like met relatively regularly if I wanted to, you know? So, you know, I ended up joining, you know, that, that latter category of um, like, Okay, it, so, okay, let me rephrase this. So I joined that latter category of, like, dance group, which ended up being a group, a, a K-pop, hip-hop group 
called BASIC, and that is spelled B-A-S-Y-K. It sounds stupid, but if you know the acronym, because it's an acronym, it becomes worse. <laughs> That's honestly um, another story because... I mean, okay, saying that you're a part of a group called BASIC, but it's not spelled like, like, like how BASIC the word is spelled, it's, it's awful. <laughs> different story, different time. Um, but you know what? I do think it sort of has a charm. Like in the four years that I was part of BASIC, it had a charm. And <laughs> I don't know, as a character. <laughs> Anyway, so I dedicated myself to basic the dance club, the SYK, <laughs> throughout my four years of university. I'm sorry, I don't think I can say the name basic <laughs> with like a straight face right now. <laughs> anyway, so I dedicated myself to this club for like four years in university. I survived COVID, the drama, and I did my best to rebuild it before leaving it to like the next year's students, you know? And I also might have broke the club a little bit depending on who you ask, but you know what? Different story, different time. <laughs> um, I'm definitely gonna be talking about my time during basic because it was honestly here that I was exposed to people. It's like honestly really similar to me. To me like, there were a number of people who were true beginners and were perfect fit for this club um, in terms of advertising, like the advertising beginners, right? But there were also like a lot of people who had come from some sort of formal training but wanted a group that was more casual and um, that and basically just happened to be the club for them, you know? They, we were all in the same boat. So... Honestly, quite an interesting bunch because you have this, like, ignoring the, the social dichotomy that, like, could result from something like this. You just have these people who are, like, pretty trained in some other aspect of dance that can either translate super well or super poorly to, like, this K-pop hip-hop style. And people who are entering with a blank slate. Just their pure abilities and pure natural coordination, you know? Very interesting group. And you know what? I do I do want to give it credit because regardless of the drama and the behind the scene messes that would or would that would or would not occur depending on situations and years, basic always turned a product that like looked good to the outside. So you know what? I can say a lot of things about that club, but I have to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so actually when I was a second year, I was planning to create a dance group with my friend that I met through basic and, you know, I'd found other people in basic who had an interest in this like niche of Chinese dance or had, you know, or even had like some sort of experience. And that year for Lunar New Year, so I guess this was like 2020, <laughs> Um, I was basically encouraged that very quickly became coerced into teaching a Chinese dance to like a small group that had been gathered for that express purpose. Um, and while it was like 
really intimidating at first. Like I honestly had such a fun time like bringing and owning this part of my dance experience and spreading it to the small dance community that I was like now a part of, you know? Plus I had received interest from people subsequently who saw that performance and would be like, hey, if you bait a club or if you do this again, hit me up, energy. And you know what? So my friend, it inspired me and my friend to start a Chinese dance group for our third year. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so plan didn't really happen as we thought it would. But you know what? We, we, we did it though. We made it happen our fourth year when things were starting to come back. So I was coming off my um, fourth year of university. I had been trying to help basic recover and rebuild from COVID as well as building a new club from the ground up, which was rough but gratifying. We'll get into it. <laughs> but after graduation, you know what? I took a little hiatus, but I ended up returning to Chinese dance. And honestly, it's, it's been weird. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be quite frank, it's been weird. <laughs> um, going back, I started doing privates. Uh, since, you know, I'm back at a dance school um, that I was at, I'm back at like the Kung Fu dance school, okay? Um, I'm too old for like the highest level of like dance class, which if COVID had never happened, it would amount to like senior juniors in high school. And then the lower level, just like the lower the age energy, you know? But, you know, I'm also like a little bit too young for the adult class because Look, okay, listen, listen. I'm an adult, but the adult class consists of the parents of my friends. <laughs> Who could be my parents. <laughs> so, mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, here I am, a fresh university graduate, you know? A little bit awkward. It's like dancing with my mom, you know? Like, nothing, nothing against dancing with my mom. But it's just like, you know, the, the level of, physical exertion that I can and want to exert it just won't be the, like the same level, you know? Um, so that's why I was doing, doing privates. Um, but then, you know, you know what? It was, it was interesting. I never like loved doing solos. I'll get into it, but it, you know what? It was at a reasonable price and I was getting like, like I was guaranteed this like time of exercise, like more intense exercise than like walking the dogs, you know? And, you know, they had a performance and then I was approached by the, um, I guess technically like the director of like the whole school. And, you know, I've, I've, I've known this, this, this lady from when I went, to the, um, when I was like, you know, like in middle school, high school, right? Um, and back then, like the, the school was like really new. So we all had this like bond of like, oh, like the first families, blah, 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 right? <laughs> so um, she actually approached me and was like, hey, I want you to be in the group class, i.e. like not like the adult class for clarification. And you know, I wasn't super confident on joining 
because okay listen listen all like institutions i feel like that like are extracurricular like institutions energy um like are so like sort of like recovering from like covid in one way or another okay so the pool of kids i'm working with like the oldest level class is like there's the business is still recovering from covid so the highest level tends to be um okay okay if covid had never happened the highest level tends to be seniors juniors in high school i cover that the next highest level is like sophomores freshmen right okay the third highest would be like freshmen late middle school right that's kind of where like these kids are and You know, like, so it's like, you know, the school is still recovering from COVID, so it's not really surprising why um, this is, like, the highest level, okay? Why is this, like, the group class? And even still, like, not even that. There's, like, only, like, one, two, like, there's, like, only four of them. So it's, like, really recovering, you know? And so long story short, why am I in this? Why, like, was I approached to be in this, in this, in this group? And I think the answer Okay, the answer for me initially was like, oh, they want more money. But um, I think like once I ended up joining and renegotiating um, prices and stuff, I think the director, they, she didn't want like these girls like to coast in, rec in regards to their skill. Like there was no one really above their class to compare themselves to. And the per people that they can that like are looking up to them are just so young that like they that, that like anything's impressive you know and you know so they don't really have to be like like so they don't have like that comp that healthy competition you know and you know of course they can like compare themselves to the dance teacher but like you know that doesn't really mean anything like the dance teacher's not a peer and it's not like I'm a peer but I'm like more a peer you know <laughs> um so I was basically brought in to be like more of a role model. So here I am, sometimes straddling like a TA position and sometimes just just regular old role model student. <laughs> so that takes us to today. And I don't know why I said it like that, like I had more to say, but like that takes us to today. And yeah, I hope that you will tune in for the rest of the podcasts. As you can probably tell, I have lots of um, things to say <laughs> and lots of things I want to share and I hope to see you in episode one thanks for listening bye